5-Hour Energy is energy on the go. Well, what if you're not going anywhere for a while? Then 5-Hour Energy is for getting stuff done while you're stuck at home, like doing an honest day's work for your boss. Getting rid of old clothes. Oh, my old bell-bottoms. Scouring the grout in your shower. Working out on that old stationary bike. And so much more. Go to the store or order online at shop5hourenergy.com. 5-Hour Energy. Energy for hunkering down. Thanks for switching lanes to Raising Cane's. One box combo, please. That's four juicy chicken fingers. We'll start cooking. Garlicky butter Texas toast tastes as good as it's looking. Fresh coleslaw and crispy fries you won't be skipping. And our secret cane sauce you want to keep dipping. Plus, our lemonade or iced tea made fresh today by me. Yo, 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 here's your chicken to go. Wow, that was fast. Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers, one love. for listening to Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast, keeping you up to date with the latest in American soccer. And don't forget to subscribe. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast. I'm Stephen Jodderand. And I'm Jake Watroba. On today's episode, we discuss cabin fever, major soccer tournaments being postponed, and the joke that is the U.S. Soccer Federation. Listeners, follow us on Twitter at Pod. We always enjoy your feedback and comments, so continue to send them in. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. Now... Let's get to today's show. Day three, Jake. Day three of working from home. Cabin fever couldn't be higher. This flat out sucks. And listeners, we've been talking about this for the last couple of days. This is a community. This is uh, a way for everyone to gather and talk about sports, take our minds off uh, either work, being with a bunch of people in one house, or being locked in this house without having the ability to go anywhere. So join us at Uncle Sam Soccer Pod or email us, Uncle Sam Soccer Podcast at gmail.com. We got plenty to get to. If you haven't done so, check out our episode with Eric Gomez. He contributes to ESPN, ESPN Deportes. MLS, Liga Max, and CONCACAF Champions League was a fantastic conversation. He'll check that out. But, Jake, day three, and I have no idea how we're going to do this for any longer. You know, Italy is on week four of this. Could you imagine doing this for four effing weeks? I'm going insane. Yeah, I don't mind doing this. This is easy. This is easy for me. You're such a loner. (laughs) No. How is this easy? How is this easy being locked inside when... When the sun is shining, although I look out my window as we are recording this, and it's gray and rainy, but that's a conversation for another day. This sucks. I don't know. Italy's doing this for weeks. I don't know if that's going to be the case here, but if it is, God help us, because this is terrible. 
I will say it'll get it'll get more difficult in like a few weeks when it's actually the weather is nice outside. You know, weeks. You think we're gonna be in our houses for the next six weeks, don't you? Oh yeah, I think uh, I think this is the this is the beginning of a very long, uh, uh, very long I guess quarantine or social distancing practice, if you will. Uh, I, I don't think this is just going to be, you know, this week and next week and everything's back to normal. Well, I, I yeah, I think people are going to start returning to work, though. I think you'll see that sooner than uh, re- work in the sense that if you're a small business and you have 10 to 50, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I'm not a science, scientist. I'm not a researcher. I don't work in the medical world uh, at this point. I don't know why I'm even talking. Let's talk about sports, Jake. And Rather interestingly, the NFL continues on, and we talked about this yesterday. We talked about how free agency, you are perfectly okay with it. I'm perfectly okay with it. It's fascinating. It's fun to talk about sports and not worry about the coronavirus for whatever period of time. Maybe you're listening to a podcast, watching ESPN. I know that a ton of soccer outlets are getting desperate for content. I was on on Instagram. I was flipping through. I think I sent this to you. ESPN FC had something about how awesome the kits were from this past season. I'm like, this is day two of this, well, really more like day five, but whatever. This is whatever day it is, they're talking about jerseys. Are they going to start talking about shin guards next? Socks? Shorts? Yeah, it's, next is going to be who had the best hair. <laughs> mustaches. Uh, mustaches. Paxton Pomacall. Put him up there. Yeah, I mean, we're, they're going to be scraping the bottom of the barrel here pretty quickly because I don't know what else you – what else there is to talk about? I know MLS this morning on Twitter had like a 15-question quiz they put out for people like, oh, who had the most – who scored the most goals in a season or who won the first ever MLS Cup? Uh, who was the quickest to 100 career goals in MLS? Stuff like that. So I just like – it just should, looks like the outlets uh, don't have much sh- to – You want to embarrass each other or embarrass the credibility of the show? Nope. Uh, we should take this quiz. Nope. nope. And see, no, 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 we're going to do this on a future episode in the coming days. We're going to take this quiz and see how terribly we do. See, see, let's just see what our MLS knowledge is just from doing the show and just watching, watching MLS for the last, at least in my case, for the last decade plus. In your case, the last, what, three years? Yeah, three, four years, yeah. But is there anything a sports league can do at the moment? Because right now the NFL is clearly looking at this opportunity saying yes we are lucky but can can the nba do anything can the nhl can any soccer league any soccer club apart from social media content and reposting their players tiktoks of dancing in in the bathroom or uh juggling toilet paper no i i i I mean the nfl is in the midst of its silly season right now so that's going to calm down in a week here maybe even by the end of the weekend once Everybody has. I mean, you know, Tom Brady has signed, so now we we have nobody to really officially. But there's a reason. Hold, there, hold on to that. You know, just keep holding on to that. Maybe <laughs> no, no, no. I don't. I don't joke. Through. I no, no. But as as jokingly as that sounds, or as maybe you thought it would be, it's actually because you, players cannot are not officially signed until they pass a physical. The problem is the league has told everybody you can't travel. You got to stay home in some sense, do everything via Skype. So some players, unless they go to their local hospital and they can find a doctor to give them the physical, and that could be passed over to their to the club, 
they're not you're not going to have the official oh the buccaneers have officially signed tom brady to x amount of de- uh dollars for x amount of years this is going to be a little bit of a slower process now you're going to have a lot of verbal agreements and the question is josh mcdaniels had a verbal agreement with the indianapolis colts will we see a player to back out i'm not saying that it's going to be tom brady but that's that's fascinating but i want to focus on soccer here jake and it seems like none of the soccer leagues can do anything about this, whether that's MLS, USL, the Premier League, or the second division in Sweden. I mean, what is there to talk about, though? They were all in the middle of their seasons. You can't. Yeah, well, that's the problem. This wasn't an off season. You know, that's yeah. why the NFL is in the headlines because yeah, exactly. Free agency lined up. There's nothing these leagues can do except for just sit tight, be quiet, and hope that it uh, this whole thing runs its course here sooner rather than later. And that's that has pushed the European Championships this summer, which was supposed to be hosted across 12 cities across Europe, uh, to be postponed one year. The tournament, which was supposed to take place from June 12th to July 12th, will now run next year, 2021, from June 11th to July 11th. Conable is also postponing Copa America which was due to take place from June 12th to July 12th. So talk about a summer which we would have been loving, loving international soccer. You watch the European Championships during the day and the evening, you come home, you got you got to watch, you get to watch Argentina and Brazil and whatnot in the Copa America. Jake, the newly expanded Club World Cup, which was supposed to take place in China in June 2021, will no doubtably be postponed. A new date will be announced when we obviously get more clarity on the situation in China. So this is crazy. And to top it all off, the European leagues are committed by to completing the season by June 30th. No way that happens. There's no way that happens. No way. I just don't think that these leagues are going to be starting soon enough to where we can get the season finished by the end of June. I, I think you're looking at these seasons starting mid-May, end of May, uh, and I mean. You, so you think uh, the entire April is just going to be written off? Yeah, I think anybody who thinks that this is going, they're going to come back in two weeks, is out of their mind. There's well, who no says way. Two weeks, but you could uh, hypothetically, I think a lot of them are are eyeing a mid-April return, late April return. I, I think that's super early. I, I think there's no way they're back mid-April. There's no way. This this virus hasn't even hit hard in England yet. And we know that they've had some pretty loose uh, guidelines on how people should be interacting with one another. I, I, I mean, there's no way the Premier League is going to be finished by June 30th. Yeah. No way. So this is all fascinating stuff because this actually affects your U.S. men's national team one way or the other. The postponement of the European Championships. The postponement of... Copa America, the postponement of the club World Cup, this is all clearly hinting at the Olympics being postponed a whole year. And guess what the U.S. is trying to do, Jake, or was going to try to do in the days that we're talking right now? I don't know. What were they trying to do? Qualify for the the Olympics. There's no way that the Olympics should take place at this point. You're going to rush it. You're going to congregate millions of people from literally all corners of the world 
into one tiny packed area. You can't. There's no way Japan, Tokyo, is going to host the Olympics, which means U.S. Olympic qualifying will be postponed. And what are the regulations going to be on this? Okay, so let me let me go through a couple of key stats. Now, Jake, chime in on any stat that I might miss here. And, and for your con- for some context, listeners, Olympic qualifying was due to start. March 20th against Costa Rica. Then the U.S. would have played against the Dominican Republic March 23rd and then have a big uh, the wrap-up of the group stage versus Mexico on Thursday, March 26th. So literally in the span of the next 10 days, hypothetically, or if we were living in a uh, without coronavirus going on, we'd be talking about this Olympic qualifying which is utter fascinating. Now, Christ, Jake had some interesting, had an interesting line. Yeah, he was quoted as saying, "With a lot of games in a short amount of time, we will need the contributions of all twenty players on this roster to achieve our ultimate goal of qualifying for the twenty twenty Summer Olympics in Tokyo. This is our sixth time together with this U twenty three group, so I think we have a real firm understanding." of how we want to play and who we want to be. Is six times playing together all that much? Like, I'm having a hard time understanding. Like, yeah, we've played together six times, and that's enough to... I mean, maybe if they played for eight hours straight each one of those six times, yeah, I guess that would be a lot. But if if it's a couple of hours, six six different times, I I, I don't think that's much. Yeah, it is fascinating. And this really screws up um, quite a bit of what Christ was doing because players born on or after January 1st, 1997 are eligible for the tournament and Christ selected nine players in 1997. So my big question is, will they be able to qualify for the Olympics that happened in 2021? Will, will the committee say they were due to take place this year? So we're going to respect the age eligibility of the Olympics being played in 2020, even though they'll be played in 2021. This, this affects multiple players. Nine players, at least, are going to be somewhere affected. They could still all play, and we wouldn't be talking about this. And this also opens up the player pool. Right, because there's another another age group that could theoretically uh, be eligible to play in this. Well, who knows what players come through Europe the next eight months. Right, I mean, I, I just, I don't know how you, you can't say this is a U23 tournament and then say, yeah, well, the team, you know, we can let 24-year-olds play in this because, you know, I think there's an argument to be made. Look, this is a talent-based competition. I mean, whoever has the most talent is probably going to win it. But you have a team that's made up of mostly 24-year-olds. I mean, look at the U.S. roster. I'm not trying to say that they're going to have, a, this is going to be the reason why they could win the Olympics if they were to allow 24-year-olds to play. But nine players on the roster are 24 years old. I mean, that's a, that's gotta be an advantage by some stretch against a team that might be, uh, that might be younger. Yeah, I, it is. It's going to be interesting. I think, um, there, there is, there is something to be said here with the Olympic qualifying and how important it is for the Federation, 
right? After missing the World Cup, they need some positivity going in their direction, especially in the men's side of the game. What positivity has there been? Greg Berhalter has been, it's been a roller coaster with this guy. Fans, media, question marks, left and right. Players coming out, or, or media members, more so myself, questioning the heart, the passion of the team. You you hear it from Jermaine Jones. You hear it from, from the media starting to go like, what is going on with this federation? What are we doing? And then, then there's the, the lawsuit, which we'll get to here in a moment, and Carlos Cordero resigning. I mean, this federation is a joke. They need some positivity. Now you're going to postpone the Olympics a whole year. What's this going to do to Jason Christ? What is this going to do to the player pool? This would have been a big opportunity to see what players have, quote-unquote, a sack in the big moments when the lights shine bright. Because you bet, Jake, right? Would you if let, let's let's do this again, listeners? Question of the day: If the U.S. had qualified for the Olympics, would you have watched? Not talking about the women because they're clearly going to qualify. But if the men had qualified, would this have been a much watched type of tournament regarding the future of your U.S. men's national team? Yeah, I think you you had to have watched, right? I mean, this is this is probably one of the pinnacles of the sport, right? Is playing for a gold medal in the Olympics? No, it's after not. it's not a pinnacle of the sport. Oh come on! You didn't see how much you see how much it meant to Neymar. Okay, yeah. After after what happened in twenty sixteen, whatever whatever year it was, yeah. What 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 happened after in two thousand and fourteen with with his back at the World Cup? Never mind having the Olympics in Brazil. It's a whole different story. But no, the players do not sit there and go, "Oh, I wish I had a gold medal." No, they wish they had the the World Cup. The Champions League. I'm not saying more. this. I'm not saying this is above the World Cup or Champions League, but I'm saying it's right up there with there. No, it's uh, not. Up, up there with them. No, it's not. I'm sorry. I've never sat there and go like, "Wow, Messi." You know, Messi has a gold medal, but he doesn't have a Copa America. <laughs> You're right. I, mean, I don't Which, know. I, the, I, I, I mean, I, the gold medal doesn't mean anything. That's my point. But no, seriously though, this would have been a much watch. I think people would have been actually tuned in. The the soccer man, Jake. When's the last time we have watched the U.S. men's national team and felt um, some sort of there was something on the line? Like did the Gold Cup final against Mexico really mean oh, something? It was no. Twenty fourteen against Belgium. That was the last time I felt like something was on the line. Right. Well, and it would I have been back. it would have been a Trinidad. whole six years later. Trinidad and Tobago, I guess, may have been the last yeah. time you felt. Okay, but maybe. then again, they, they had a ninety smart percent chance of advancing out of the region but they and they didn't but i mean to me something i felt like that when the when it felt like there was something truly on the line i mean it was it was belgium it was the knockout round in 2014 it's wild now that we're going to postpone this i don't even want to get into the roster because at this point we don't even know what the roster is going to be and what the regulation is all the the whole point of me bringing that up is pay attention to the ages because if if the olympics end up being postponed which is very likely and should be what they do this affects how the olympic qualification happens in the players ultimately who go to the olympic qualifying and go into the olympics if we get there now listeners we will do a full episode regarding the u.s women's national team and what's going on with them we plan on bringing in one or two guests to really give us the insights in, into the story that has been evolving for months. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I, I yeah, and we want to bring the best coverage, obviously, on this to you. We don't want to treat this like it's, uh, you know, like it's the Olympics being postponed. Obviously, this is yeah. a very serious matter, so we yes. want to make sure we have somebody who knows a lot more about it than we do uh, on the show to talk about it to give you, the listener, uh, a greater content or, or, or more context, if you will, into into the matter, into the court uh, hearings or what was said in court, rather. Um, so we are going to work on that, but we still want to talk about the resignation of now former U.S. Soccer Federation President Carlos Cordero, which he resigned last Thursday, right when you know what was hitting the fan as it relates to coronavirus. You had the NBA canceling, you had the NHL, MLB, NCAA, MLS. They had all announced that they were either postponing the season or canceling. Uh, their seasons as well. And, you know, I don't know about you, Stephen, but to me, <laughs> it almost felt like this, uh, the COVID-19 outbreak was a shield for Cordero in some sorts. I mean, I, like, I, like, look, I don't want to speculate, Jake, but it, it just, it, it's kind of like, well, let's kind of, just kind have... of the Friday, the, kind of like the Friday night news dump. <laughs> yes, yes, it's the Friday night, like, uh, page, you know, the NFL wanting to suspend a player. Okay, we'll just dump it at five o'clock and let the weekend cycle cover it. Nobody really cares. Come Monday, games that had had happened. Blah 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 blah. Right. Typical, typical fashion, and obviously these are unprecedented times. Whether or not he had intended to resign then and there a few weeks ago without really knowing what's going on with the coronavirus fine i don't want to speculate but it's it seems rather convenient right here you have the entire sport sporting world come to a complete halt not the nba having some random suspension for a week due to x not some terrorist attack happening in the country y no the entire world the entire sporting landscape in this world comes to a halt and then the, the, the president of the U.S. Soccer Federation just resigns and then puts a letter on Twitter. And that that's kind of like, oh, he resigns and people commenting on it. But the news cycle is spinning so fast that it kind of washes up the next three days. And then that's kind of it. He's resigned. Oh, I remember seeing it and I'm thinking, oh, Carlos Cordero resigned. And remember it being on my mind for about five or ten minutes and then just – be like, all right, whatever. There's, <laughs> I mean, the NBA just postponed their season. I, <laughs> but, like, but just going uh, back into stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And and I don't want to belittle the situation regarding the U.S. women's national team. Like th- that is a serious, ongoing legal uh, battle, whatever you want to call it. That's been going on for months. But at the same time that Cordero resigns because of the situation going on with the U.S. women's national team, and 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 uh, credit to them when they protested by turning out uh, turning their uh, warm-up kit inside out uh, hiding the U.S. badge. Like, credit to them. You know, th- that, that I thought that was very clever. But when when this came out, as you were saying, you, you sat there and go, okay, it's important, but you also have this crisis going on around the world with the coronavirus, and you have no idea what's going on. So are you really going to be paying attention to what Cordero is saying or what he wrote or why he's resigning? No, I, I don't think you would be. I, like I said, I think attention was turned to other places when he when he tweeted out that he was resigning last Thursday night. So in his letter, Carlos Cordero was stated, we'll just read a little excerpt here uh, for you guys. 
My one and only mission has always been to do what is best for our Federation. And it has become clear to me that what is best right now is a new direction. The arguments and language contained in this week's legal filing cause great offense and pain, especially to our extraordinary women's national team players who deserve better. It was unacceptable and inexcusable. Uh, Cordero would later write, in accordance with our bylaws, Cindy Parlo Cohn, who has performed so ably as vice president, will serve as president. Convenient, man. It is all too convenient that he decides to resign a day or a night after the NBA suspends its current season. And then you have, obviously, the news of the uh, MLB, NHL, MLS falling suit. Obviously, what's going on in Europe, coronavirus, politics. I mean, it, it seemed to quickly spin out of the news cycle or wash out of the news cycle and um, it's not, it has honestly it hasn't even been a week since this. Since this, no, I mean when we're recording this Wednesday night, so when listeners hear it, it'll it'll be a week. But yeah, I mean this feels like it's just completely washed out, doesn't it? Yeah, and and, it and really, I feel like if this was if there wasn't coronavirus, we this would have been our show for the last week. Was oh absolutely Carlos Cordero, Carlos Cordero, Carlos Cordero, and and, and it really shows. It really illustrates how big of a joke the Federation is when it comes to managing contracts, managing its players' development, the women's national team, the men's national team. It is it's dysfunctional. It is not good. It is not a good organization. No, it's dumpster fire. I it mean, is a dumpster fire. And if you were to uh, look, if you were to apply for this company, I think you'd be insane to want a job. With with how dysfunctional they have been the last several years. Oh, they can't they can't do anything right. And one thing too in his letter, I like how Cordero tries to walk back the uh, legal proceedings or legal filings. Uh, let's what really quickly here. Uh, he did write, I did not have the opportunity to fully review the filing in its entirety before it was submitted, and I take responsibility for not doing so. What? what? <laughs> Had I done so, I would have objected to the language oh, that did not reflect my personal admiration for our women's players or our values as an organization. What are you doing as president then? Like, what? what is your job title? If you're not going to review the, the lawsuit, the most important thing going on right now with the Federation, you're not going to take the time to review this? Shame on you, man. Like, I, oh, unbelievable. Hey, more coverage coming on this. We'll talk. Like I said, uh, we will get more in depth regarding the U.S. women's national team. We want to be uh, we want to give this the proper light that it deserves by bringing on people who've been covering this since day one. So be on the lookout for that uh, in the coming days. We got awesome guests lined up as well. We're going to uh, talk to somebody who lives in Europe. We want to get his perspective. We'll do some more storytelling, Jake. How coronavirus is affecting the lives over there. At Unc Sam Soccer Pod, send in your comments and your thoughts at Jake Watroba at Steven Jodderin. A big shout out to all your listeners. Hey, it's gonna be okay. We're gonna get through this. We'll do it together. And until next time.
5-Hour Energy is energy on the go. Well, what if you're not going anywhere for a while? Then 5-Hour Energy is for getting stuff done while you're stuck at home, like doing an honest day's work for your boss. Getting rid of old clothes. Oh, my old bell-bottoms. Scouring the grout in your shower. Working out on that old stationary bike. And so much more. Go to the store or order online at shop5hourenergy.com. 5-Hour Energy. Energy for hunkering down. Thanks for switching lanes to Raising Cane's. One box combo, please. That's four juicy chicken fingers. We'll start cooking. Garlicky butter Texas toast tastes as good as it's looking. Fresh coleslaw and crispy fries you won't be skipping. And our secret cane sauce you want to keep dipping. Plus, our lemonade or iced tea made fresh today by me. Yo, 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 here's your chicken to go. Wow, that was fast. Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers, one love. 